Hello, cheekies! Welcome to Chatty Amigas, a podcast where two friends approach everyday problems and find practical solutions. We are your hosts, I'm Mafe. And I'm Ella. Finally! Part two is here! Woo! Yes, thanks for waiting. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in again. And just a disclaimer, if you listen to part one, part two again, we are not therapists, doctors, nor are we sociologists. We are just two friends discussing everyday relationships and finding practical solutions through research we have done. And remember that the beauty of life is that you can make your own decisions. Yes, so you know what? Let's just go straight into tea time. Not a minute more of waiting. Yes. Tea time. So I think with that said, um, I think it's fair to go into tea time. Let's do tea time. Tea time. So... Tea time. It's when we answer one question that has been submitted to us by one of our listeners. Today's question was sent to us by Camila. Thank you, Camila. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks for sending us the question. And her question is, how can I get along with my mother-in-law? It's a really good question. So, I ain't married. So, I got nothing to say. Yes, you do. Stop it. So what we're going to do is we're going to discuss, um, we did some research in nine creative and stress-free ways to bond with your mother-in-law. I can also give something that I think um, of, of an opinion that would work. And at the end of the day, depending on the relationship you have, obviously we're not there. We don't see, we're also not therapists, but um, sometimes there can be an issue with jealousy. Uh, between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law um so what we're going to do is we're not going to go over the jealous article but we will be linking it down below um if you feel your situation's more on that severe level feel free to take a gander at it we really liked the information there but we're going to keep this on a positive like note (laughs) for everyone else you know we're going through hard times nowadays but um one thing that really helps me is so you Okay, so it's difficult because the mom-in-law and the daughter-in-law are different, right? You have different personalities usually, or sometimes they're similar. I don't know. They say the guy marries his mom and the girl marries their dad. Apparently in my marriage, that is the case. (laughs) Don't agree, (laughs) believe it or not. Um, So literally, um, I feel that when things get tough, remember how amazing your husband is right? You love him. He's a good man. That's why you're with him. If it wasn't for her, he would not exist. You have so much gratitude. You should give her all that gratitude because she raised this man that you love. So when things get tough, just remember she can't be a bad person because she raised someone that's so good and kind to me. That's one of my favorite people in the world. So keeping that in mind helps. Um, Also creating certain boundaries is awesome but I think that's just um important in any relationship in general um also um just just being peaceful so if your mother-in-law says something mean or that says something that just like gets under your skin don't fight back ever because at the end of the day she's not your mom she's his mom so he can say whatever he wants she's gonna forgive and forget she might forgive you she will never forget what you said and you don't want that like at all um I do have a friend that told me way before I was even dating Eric before I knew Eric even existed my friend said um when you get married make sure you don't go to the same religious activities together keep it separate try not to be too close to your mother-in-law live further away it'll give it will promote peace (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um from some of my friends I hear that's helpful when things are more um tough um but just you know just be nice be respectful um keep boundaries and you know what I think is also important with big weird things let your husband take care of it this is mom not your mom right I I think that it's it's also important to not push the relationship it's uh okay if you don't hit it off right away and you don't have to become attached at the hip because again like you said the son and the mom that is their relationship that is their bond you're you're an added on 
family member, right? And that's okay if you don't have a, a super strong relationship right off the bat, but trying to keep things peaceful, definitely, like you said, don't fight back, but nevertheless, you're, you're all family. You're going to have issues as a family because every family has issues, mm-hmm. but seeing it in a, you know, trying to find the good in everybody, not fighting back, being positive. That's yeah. And just helpful. be understanding, like, you know, she's now second place. She was first for so many years and now she's not. So it's an adjustment for her, especially in the beginning. Um, but honestly, just never fight back. Just let it be. She will eventually, you know, get it, even if she might not say anything. Um, and if things get really weird, have your husband talk to her. 100% feel like that should happen. It is his mom after all. And um, sometimes a little space is okay too. Be nice, be polite, a little space yeah <laughs> absolutely so the research um Mela did was on brides.com and it's a nine creative and stress-free ways to bond with your mother-in-law and the first one I honestly didn't even think about this and but it's one of the most obvious ones I believe it's cooked mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and that is very true because the best way to reach someone's heart it's with food in my opinion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's a great place to start bonding, you know, offering to help, offering to clean up or, you know, offer to you, like for you to make the meal or if she's cooking, help out in any way that you can or um, how do you ask her, ask her how you can lend a hand. Um, And I thought that one of the the tips was really good uh you know ask your mother-in-law to teach you how to make a recipe that's been around for generations or that she cooked while your partner was growing up because that's gonna create an intimate bonding experience and you're gonna inherit a valuable family tradition and the best thing about that too is that you learn something good something yummy that your husband loves so Mm -hmm. even better and you bond yes oh yeah that too (laughs) that's the whole point of this right (laughs) Yes. Again, I'm married. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then another um, tip is ask her questions about her life. So this may seem simple, but it's super important because often we can see our husband's family as an extension of him, but we forget that they have their own life's histories and passions. So ask your mother-in-law more about herself it's good because then you can see a different side of her. So instead of looking at her as somebody like possessive or always there, if that is your case, seeing that she is a human that has like a life or has experiences or stories to share, I think can create that um, ice breaking thing you might want, create a bond. Um, it's nice, but do it in a gentle way so you don't come off like you're prying information out of her. Right. And see if you could get her to open up about herself. I I think starting off with small questions is okay. Like maybe it could be like, hmm, let me think. I probably would start off with what's the one thing you love the most about your son mm-hmm. that most people don't know about him or, or something like that. Something simple. We just talked about cooking. What was your favorite dish that you've cooked, you know, as a yes. family when you were little? And why do you like that dish? Like, yeah. does it symbolize something to your family, to you, to your generation? Something simple. Yeah. So either or. I, um, the reason why I thought of mine was because it'll create like a deeper, like, oh, that's different. You know what I mean? Not everyone asks things like that and it can open up. I feel a side of her, like you see what she treasures the most. And then you could like feed off of that in life. a simple question but I feel heavily packed answer (laughs) yeah that's very true yeah that's a good one so another tip is you go to a movie or a play together because if you just have such a hard time making small talk or you just don't know what to ask uh, or if you just had that rough of, of a relationship right off the bat and you don't feel very comfortable asking questions because you think you feel that she might just take it in the wrong way. Or attack you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that going to like a play or a movie, it's a really uh, smart um, suggestion because you're spending time together and experiencing something together, but you're not talking or keeping mm-hmm. it to a very minimum 
and you're just watching something and afterwards you have something very easy to talk about the show the movie the plot the characters what she thought about it what she got from it i think that that just will also give you a little insight of who she is or, or how she perceives things i think that'll be a good way to get to know her better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and the fourth one and this one is a good idea i just think it just depends on what you ask but ask for her advice um because they're saying another great way to build a connection is to make yourself vulnerable and i think this can be really scary for a lot of um daughter-in-laws like there's nothing wrong to be a person or be a human a lot of sometimes women older women like in this like a mother-in-law might feel that you're just ready to attack so if you show that you have a vulnerable side and that you have a soft human side it might bring the tension down um this is for most cases I feel if you know your mother-in-law plays off of vulnerability then that's obviously a different situation um and and that's just different in itself like therapy probably needs to happen there but if it's just a normal everyday you know relationship um it's a good way to show yourself vulnerable you don't have to open up about your biggest deepest darkest fears just asking a, a little advice that can help initiate a bond between you two people mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a, about something big and life-changing it can be just you know depends on what's going on but reaching out and asking for help might soften things up and also shows that you respect her opinion whether it's asking for a recipe or advice for problems at the office, it's a good place to start. So like um, one thing I asked my mother-in-law in the beginning on purpose was how do you remove, so my husband, he wears dress shirts and sometimes what? dress shirts. Okay. Dress shirts. Yes. <laughs> Did you understand dresses? No, I, dress couldn't, I, I didn't, I didn't understand the word dress. I was like, what did she oh. just say? Something shirts. What kind of yes, dressed up ones so and you know sometimes you know they, it gets stained so it's like how do you remove the stains from that and like I didn't grow up with my dad at home so I didn't know how to remove it and I could have easily googled it I could have asked my mom but I decided to go to my mother-in-law for that to create a bond smart so that's what I did so it could be a small advice like that it could be like oh when you got married what helped you adjust being married or like living I don't know, something that you can, it just depends on the relationship you have with, with mm-hmm. your mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, little by little. So another mm-hmm. um, thing that could help out uh, increase that bond or make that bond a little stronger is to host a family board game night. And that is just, that's just fun. I like board games. I do, and uh, they can be fun and they could be like a good way to bond with people. But, you know, just make sure that your family is not too competitive and then it becomes like that. Like that. Now you're fighting. Now you're fighting over who's winning and, and you lied and you cheated it, right? Just something little, like it, it could be just a small like group activity before you get to like one-on-one and stuff like that. But um, even if you're just playing a board game, it could really tell you about a person. Mm-hmm. You could really get to know somebody by how they react playing a game you know somebody once told me that if I was ever in doubt about a man like that I was dating or trying to date is just to see how he treated like the wait staff like waitresses and and hosts and stuff like that at a restaurant and uh, I think that playing a board game with a family could really have like big insights about how your mother-in-law really is or how the rest of the or, or the whole family dynamics based on how they react on this board game or how they play and such. Mm-hmm. And play Monopoly will tell you a lot about someone. Mm-hmm. Play Monopoly, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> We're not getting paid Monopoly, but if you want to sponsor us, you can. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um number six plan a spa day i love this i love spa yes um if your mother-in-law likes a bit of pampering a spa day is another opportunity for bonding that doesn't have to involve a lot of emotional sharing so you could book massages manicures um for a get together with her for a special oh her anniversary she has an anniversary with her, your father-in-law something nice um everyone feels better when they're more relaxed so they may find the conversation flows easier than you think. Yeah. I think Especially that when there's a little wine involved to relax the feeling. <laughs> Not too much wine because you don't want to get too, 
just a little bit you want to make the heart rejoice not go overboard <laughs> yeah you don't want to get like too crazy and now you're both like sharing your deep secrets and now that bond became too close and you gotta get out of there girl <laughs> uh, the next one was to talk about your partner's childhood i think that one goes along with asking like questions right you want to ask uh, if you really want to get to know them better you know you ask the mom how was him growing up? Little things like that. Maybe what, like, uh, looking at baby pictures, um, stuff like that. Because there can be often a weird, like, underlying sense of competition between you and your, and your like, mother-in-law. Like you said earlier, she was number one forever and a day. Mm-hmm. And now she's not. So it could be a little bit of that. So, of course, um, knowing that, you know, she raised them and she knew them way back then. So chances are that you're going to get really good information out of, out of asking about him, you know, when, the, when he was growing up. So um, looking at old photos or even like swapping embarrassing stories about your partner, that could be funny. <laughs> but of course, just that, so it doesn't get to a point where you're like making fun of them or belittling them. You don't, you don't ever want to cross that that yeah because it's her son yeah exactly and you don't just don't I don't I don't think that you would ever want to treat your husband that way anyways but that just shows that you're like you understand and you know how important her relationship with him is and and how important the the history that they both have is and so understanding that and asking about it could help her understand that that you care it just it can go a long way Mm -hmm. I like doing that with my mother-in-law it's nice to see her reaction when she talks about Eric when he was a baby it's nice yeah. seeing her eyes their lights lit up yeah mm-hmm. so I like doing that and then I learn a lot of things that are funny or a little bit about his you know a certain part of his history that he doesn't remember because he was like two you know what I mean yeah it's nice and if you ever get kids in the future it's kind of nice to know what may or may not happen <laughs> so I'm a very yeah. big fan of history and people are never different they're always the same so that's like a nice uh preview i guess or like right. a, a look into the future of what your possible future kids might be like that's um, true if you have them but if, if you, this is something you choose to do but yeah i like i like doing that with my mother-in-law it works really well and nice. then i'm oh, sorry <laughs> it's me. i'm next it's you. yes <laughs> number eight participate in one of her hobbies um so it, you know it doesn't really matter what she does she might like gardening rock climbing hiking it doesn't matter Show an interest in your mother-in-law's hobbies because it can be a good way to peace to have peace offering, peace offering. If they're a private person or you sense that they prefer a solo endeavor, it may be best to steer clear. But they're, if they're up to, um, you know, to try it with a partner, try volunteering to join. So that'll be nice. To, yeah. Gardening, pottery, I think those are nice. Those, mm-hmm. uh, those can lead to very fulfilling, like, um, stories or mm-hmm. just uh, uh, my mind is blank I can picture what I'm trying to say but I can't say it out loud uh, it, could, <laughs> it could it could be very good like a uh, foundation blocks there Dang we go it. she was trying to like charade him like I don't get it that is that a vase <laughs> a vase a statue a sculpture nope foundation Blocks. That yeah. is not a block. That was a curvaceous circle. I was trying to, because I, I was actually thinking of, of like a road. Like, uh, that is not a road. That was a, a foundation circle, road. And... Anyways, <laughs> you're, you're flailing. You're learning from me. No, I, I you she's going to be hitting her mic soon. <laughs> so, no, you know, I, you know, I use my hands a lot to talk, but for the podcast, I, I just sit here and I just I talk. But in person, I'm a very, I'm a very animated person. What are you doing now? You're flailing. Well, I'm Stop explaining it. to you that I'm a very animated person in person. But for the podcast, because I, people can't see me, I guess I'm just like, oh, you flail, do. you flail, you just don't flail as vigorously towards the face. <laughs> I just, I just do a little bit down here. <laughs> I see worse. Just down here on the down low, a little flailing. Actually, yeah, I like that word flailing flailing um (laughs) but anyways going back um what are we talking about going for 
oh no the, um, doing a bonding thing with her so like what my mother-in-law and I do we love to have tea together believe it or not we'll go out for tea but yes. not like Starbucks like we'll go to an actual tea house that's like a British style tea with a pretty little pastries and puffs and you whatnot you took me there one time it was the best time of my life see it's nice and it's very girly and it's you know my mom like and my sister don't like tea so I, yeah it makes you feel like a princess i wish so, we had dressed up that day i think i had just come from the airport right yeah you did so i was wearing jeans and uh, just a t-shirt and my hair pulled back but it was nice it's nice i don't judge you there it's fine they're closed now i don't think they're opening it again but well, I found another tea spot by my house, so okay, whenever my mother-in-law comes to see me, I'm going to take her there. But uh, we tried a few in the area, and it, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Something fun and girly. Yeah. Yeah. So the last um, suggestion for our tea time portion is to go for a walk. A good walk, fresh air, you know, that just helps getting the conversation flowing. Maybe because a lot of us like to do like our best thinking when we're moving or just the outdoors give us a gentle boost of endorphins you know you could talk about the trees the birds wherever you are right so that just could help um kind of get that informal talk going you know you and then just walking it doesn't have to be like we're doing this because we're gonna bond we're gonna talk right it just <laughs> You're just walking. And Remember, selling. no guilt trip. We learned this, guys. That's right. So you're just walking and you're just kind of talking and you're taking the time, general questions here and there. So little things could help out. So just remember that everybody has a different relationship with their mother-in-law. And it's just, it might be that you will never be super close. She could maybe become like your second mother, right? But just taking the opportunities to bond when you can, it's just going to help you feel like you're on the same team. You both just want what's best for your husband at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So you both love him. So you are on the same team. So just yeah. let, it, let it happen naturally. Don't, don't force it. Start but, small and build it up. Yeah, definitely spending some time together. Mm -hmm. Naturally. Don't force it. Yeah, a lot of patience. Also have a lot of patience. Patience let things go remember if it wasn't for her he wouldn't be amazing like he is let it go patience <laughs> and do little things start small and carry it from there so hopefully we'll, we have been of some help Camila and anyone else really that uh might be wondering oh yeah how do you do that just you know just do your best every day you both love the same person just remember that that's right very good so I think that's a good uh, place to end or tea time portion. So that yes. wraps up the tea time portion for today. If you would like to have one of your questions featured on one of our upcoming episodes, please go on our website and fill out the portion under tea time. Send us a DM on social media at Chari Amigas or send us a message directly under the tea time Q&A portion on Spotify if you listen on Spotify so now we will be discussing eight easy ways to improve your mother-daughter relationship we're we gonna give you the solution now hey hey <laughs> <laughs> um because sometimes even the best of relationships have their tiffs and their taffs so uh this is this is how you can help it go by smoothly and and uh, nicely so should, should i carry on the first four do you want me to do that? I will. Number one, set realistic expectations for your relationship. Remember, no one is perfect. We do not live in a perfect world. We all have, you know, opinions. There's chaos. You know, some, some just, you know, while others will merely tolerate each other, um, some of them are, are just like crazy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and some are just best friends so regardless of it if you're looking to improve your relationship just be realistic about it okay yes. not every mom and daughter will be best friends and you know what that's okay it happens people have different personalities 
What can be sad, though, is if you're putting your hopes up for something that's never going to happen and then being disappointed if it doesn't. So like I said earlier, accept each other for who they are. Like, accept your mom for who she is. Accept your daughter for who she is. She's never going to change. Just make peace with it. Because the faster you do, the faster and easier your life will be. And the more peaceful it can. And then the more you can do nice bonding, happy things. Like, you can focus on the good times. Right. So that's something, you know, set the realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. That's right. So going right along with that, what's going to help too is finding common interests, whether like you would like to go hiking or shopping or getting like manicures or whatever activity you both like to do together. That is going to help uh, build a good relationship because spending quality time, it shouldn't feel like work. You know, it's just something easy to ensure that you can spend good time together doing something that you both enjoy that's going to build a good bond and a good relationship. And if for whatever reason, you just absolutely cannot find something you both like though, or that you like in common, then just go ahead and try something that's new for the both of you. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe you you both end up liking pottery making immediately or maybe you both like to go snowboarding or embroidering i don't know um we're going rock climbing (laughs) can you imagine can you see my mom rock climbing with can you see me rock climbing nope (laughs) nope (laughs) actually i could see your mom rock climbing with all the with all the gear and stuff and somebody they're guiding her i could see her taking very i don't know she's afraid of heights oh never mind Um, would you would you want to do it because i you know i I was like you know what can my mom and i do that we've never done rock climbing oh your mom yeah i could totally see that like i could see that yep yeah no second that just going we'll get back to you guys we'll ask our moms and we'll post about it oh no i know my mom does i don't have to ask do it mafe go rock climbing beatriz tu vas I eat in Las Piedras con tu hija. How do you say climb? Uh, escalar. escalar. Vas a escalar las piedras con su hija y después pueden sacar una foto. Yes. Okay, Beatriz. Okay. I said in English, I said, Beatriz, go rock climbing with your daughter and then take pictures. That'll be Basically. fun. You should do it. And then we'll post about it. <laughs> don't hold don't don't people don't hold me up to this expectation we're doing it no we're doing it may never do it now people are gonna come why why wouldn't you do it where's the picture of you and your mom rock climbing why wouldn't you go just go you live in the middle of a million rocks i know good god girl i'm you could just do gonna, it for free i'm just gonna have her like climb a tiny rock and i go down on the ground and take a picture and it looks do like it. this enormous thing do it. <laughs> oh man that's hilarious next one moving us go ahead next tip (laughs) okay it is um to pick your battles so sometimes you're better off to agree to disagree um because you have to remember mothers and daughters usually were raised in a different era and they also have different experiences in life because you know what they go through you know helped mold who they are so you and your mom might have a different idea about uh, what a career should look like, a relationship or parenting. And there's honestly nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But the important key is to identify that neither of you is going to probably change the mind and to agree to respect the other's opinions. And it's important to do it without judgment or hostility. And if you think she's crazy, it's fine. Just don't show it. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's allowed to have an opinion. Just keep it in your head sometimes. You know, you'd rather be happy than right. You'd rather have peace than be right. And the quick, let's say it again. Let's mantra for this show. Accept her for who she is. She's not going to change. And the faster you accept it, the happier you will be. <laughs> and the quicker you can to do nice things together. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Very, very well said. We're all different. It's okay. Sometimes it's just best not to, not to um, say things. And I think we're going to touch on another one later on. And that's, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to say my opinion on this because we've got one of the points I'll talk about. Oh, okay. Okay. So the next one is to learn to forgive. And if you guys do not know that holding on to resentment 
science has found that actually is very bad for you. Um, holding on to resentment is just overall terrible for your health. It increases blood pressure, heart rate, your nervous system. So you could have higher chances to having a heart attack. So learning to live a, like a peaceful and forgiving life will improve overall your health because it's going to reduce your stress levels. So if your physical health is better, your mental health will also be better. So we don't want to let the anger build up because it could also um, like bleed over into other relationships. If you're resenting your mom or something that could automatically start coming out like to your spouse or manifest by you yelling at your children or like the clients at work, stuff like that. You don't want to let that anger build up. So changing your, your perspective and just learning to breathe through the issues, learning to not take it personally, be a duck, let it roll off your back, right? Don't let anything get under your skin. It's just going to help you let go of the resentment. Yeah. And there's there's all kinds of things to help out, like a meditation app, learning how to breathe. Those types of things could really help out. Yeah, because you don't want to be mad at your mom for judging you and then take it on your kids because you're upset. That's not healthy. Like, yep. let's, let's not do that, please. We all know it's easier said than done. But if you put things in practice, it is always possible. Mm-hmm. You're never too old to better your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Another key factor, work on your communication. It's so important because in every relationship, communication is key to success. (laughs) So um, no one here is a mind reader. Mommy is not going to understand what you're thinking and vice versa. So being open with each other about how you're feeling is a nice way to avoid that oh so common thing where a minor issue becomes a major issue because you didn't nip it in the bud soon enough. So talk about it. And when someone shares their feeling, this is how I feel. Don't be like, no, you don't. You don't feel like that. You feel like this because I know you. No, mm-hmm. stop that. Stop. Stop it. Just accept yep. it and carry on. Exactly. Please. For the life of God. For the love and of God, just do that. <laughs> exactly. So the next one was to set and maintain boundaries. And we like how they like put it in parentheses and maintain because everyone will set it and then no one maintains it. Like, just do it. Just keep it. Right, right. And as we've talked, we need to have boundaries to have a good foundation, good, good blocks of building a good relationship. So, of course, with family, it's always a little bit different, but having uh, those boundaries and maintaining like a healthy distance while still being a part of each other's life is just very, very important. So a therapist called Irina Firsttime sorry if I mispronounce, tells us that boundaries are a way to get ahead of familiar drama by creating situations that you feel comfortable and safe in. So the boundaries allow you to call the shots so you can avoid unwanted outbursts at the dentist or eye rolls at the dinner table. So just be open, talk about things that if, if, if there are certain things that are specific that people do or say that are hurtful, then you can talk about it because it could it could just be anything that that doesn't make you feel right so and you can be honest right tell them you know I won't be around I'm not gonna come if you keep talking to me like that or if you keep bringing that that one topic up um, I'm not gonna come I'm not gonna be around or you know I don't like this you know um, so it's yeah. just and then do it yeah. like you can't say you're not gonna do it you're going to do something and then not do it because then what's the point right you know and it's nice to warn them before you do it because it's a loving thing and I I liked how it said just even setting like small simple simple rules to to avoid potential like issues right or outbursts like if you know that your mom is going to be mad because you buy the organic lemons at Whole Foods and agree to only shop together at Trader Joe's or at another store or don't tell her how much you spend for the lemons. Yeah. <laughs> if you cannot stand that your daughter spends hours scrolling through Instagram or just on her phone, just request a no phone policy after dinner. You know, something mm-hmm. fair, something healthy, some good boundaries are going to be uh, the, key, the key points to be able to, to remain part of each other's life. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With that, uh, working on your listening skills is also extremely important. It uh, goes hand in hand with communication. Um, you know, the thing is, <laughs> thoughtful listening is very important. You you have to be a better listener or, or try to be a better listener than you are a speaker. Before you give a response, when someone has a comment to say or, or says something that upsets you, pause. Remember the power of no. In our second episode, we just keep referring to it a lot because it, it just was pretty, you know, had amazing points, I feel. Um, before you accept something, just wait a second before you say yes. Sometimes it's okay to say the no. It's kind of the same idea here. So before you give an answer because you're upset or because of the situation, just give it a minute. See if it's worth it. Like Mafe, wait, just wait, assess the situation. Is it worth the battle? Yeah, that's really it. It, it, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, who's interrupting now? Oh, Oh. I'm just like picking at you. I'm sorry. I love you. (laughs) No, go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Just taking a breather in, and I really like what that Dr. Kenneth Miller said (laughs) that don't take like an enormous loud obvious breath that screams i am trying to get a new technique for better listening just a normal breathe just just breathe and think and that's what i like to do i just i take a pause and there's stuff that's almost coming out of my mouth and i literally just hold it because sometimes it's just not worth it sometimes if you don't interrupt it'll give it gives you a chance to actually think about what you are gonna say and if it's even worth saying, is that even worth saying? Is that what's about to come out of my mouth going to help the conversation we're having? And if it doesn't, then you don't. If perhaps it, it will, then you can go ahead and say it after the other person is done talking. You know what but you can say? You can just literally finish. be like, let me, well, I'm interrupting your interruption. <laughs> I know. This just keeps going. Is back it because it's perfect. It's fine. We're friends. That's what we do. Um, right in that moment when you're about to like lose it and you probably know it's best not to just be like god give me strength right then and there because you're gonna take those seconds to be like god give me strength instead of like like at that person mm-hmm. yeah. exactly just take take a moment no that's it I, th- I was interrupting your your thought but i know that's what that's i fine. do that's what i like to do i just i i like to listen because <laughs> Sorry, I'm still interrupting me and saying I love to listen. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. It just was, it's funny, carry on. Sorry. I, I, I think that our listeners have already picked up that I'm more of a listener than an interrupter during this podcast. During our everyday life, I do interrupt you a lot. But during podcasts, I you actually- Yell at me too. Stop I interrupting me. I used to do that. I used to do that. Stop bringing up the past. The past. That was what September. That was the past, Melanie. Yes, she was the past. <laughs> Don't past. bring up the past. What did we just learn? Stop you tripping me into not interrupting. It was so funny because you got so mad at JoJo. I used to. Please stop <laughs> bringing that up. <laughs> it was really funny. So I, I, I have that saved in a very like but let me tell you something actually let me tell you something tell me and correct me if i'm wrong when we have had issues Mm -hmm. tell me if i've interrupted you letting your emotions out maybe like once but my memory is otherwise you know because you're emotionally very upset at the time you're not gonna because I don't remember because no because I don't because I like to hear your thoughts no we haven't had like a straight-up argument in years though and you've like but like as a human since then well yeah I mean we mature as we get older but like recently thought we like recently when we've talked about like the podcast situation, we were getting some stuff settled. Oh, yeah. I literally sat yeah, and let you get it all out. And I did not interrupt because I am a firm believer that when something it's happening that the other person is upset, you need to let them get it out because that's the only way they're going to feel better. That's the only way they're actually going to be able to move on if they actually feel listened to. 
and not like attacked by their emotions or what they're feeling. But are you really listening though? Yes, when someone's of course doing that, I am. That's... <laughs> are you sure? Babe, you should know that. I listen to you and then I respond accordingly. You know that. <laughs> Amiga, you're <laughs> killing me. I just let go of the little things. That's the thing though. <laughs> Sometimes I have to talk about it again in a different um, context because but for the, most the memo part, didn't land. <laughs> but, but let's be real. Sometimes you do say a lot of things. Before the, but I do try to, a lot of things all the time. What do you mean? Sometimes, what do you mean? No, no. But like I like to address like the bigger things that need to be addressed right at the moment. Yeah. And then perhaps the little things can be talked a little bit later once the emotions yeah. have, have come down. But, but with my mom, with our relationship, uh, I remember a friend told me one time that, uh, like having a good, healthy relationship with your mom, it's kind of like it, like being married. She said it doesn't matter who's right; what mm-hmm. matters is the other person's feelings. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter that I'm always right or that my mom is always right. What matters mm-hmm. is how I made her feel at that moment or how the situation mm-hmm. made her feel. So in that sense, I'm always like, okay, I need to listen to what she has to say because it doesn't matter if I'm right. What matters is her emotions. And those mm-hmm. are very valid. So I like to just take a pause and just listen and then respond accordingly when I. That's good. I need to learn to be more like that. I get you, mad. You I'm have like, like I five minutes, I five minutes, and into a room I go. That's okay too. That's actually really good too because you take time. I do. So, so you don't make the situation it. worse. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. And I literally just take five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a funny thing. <laughs> I don't take an hour a day. No. Like, I actually just take five minutes. And that's good because you gather your thoughts. <laughs> You let it all process the emotion and now the logical self kicks in. Mm-hmm. Now you can talk. This is why we're friends for so long and it works out really nicely. I feel like our listeners now think that I'm just a jerk that never listens to me. <laughs> rap- <laughs> I need to listen. You're a very please, sweet person, actually. Please tell the listeners I'm a nice person. <laughs> I, I need this reassurance, Mel. You are a very nice person. Are you thinking I'd do a podcast with you if you were not a good person that doesn't listen? Have you met me with my centricities? Because like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's the beauty, though. You have to accept your friends for who they are, flaws and all. But I still love you. And I find you to be a very loving person. Like, if, if Mafi does something that genuinely upsets me, I'm like, I, I cannot live with this that you do. She actually just adjusts for me. And it's nice. Well, it, it's. But it's I also don't change you. Like, no, it's just no, like this one little thing. No, and, yeah. and if, if that is something that I'm doing that you have noticed, probably somebody else has picked up on it, but yeah. doesn't have perhaps the guts to say or hasn't experienced me doing that often enough to be like, that's actually a bad flaw. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that you're not going to pinpoint at everything I do. You're no. going to pinpoint it if it's like a recurring thing. And I'm like, okay, I have to work on that. That I know. <laughs> yeah. You're very logical in that sense too. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, you know, the listening that we do, because it's important and we need to work on listening skills with our mothers and daughters, even though we're not mother daughter here, but I think it works this, for most relationships. This, this like uh, to the turn and y'all just got to learn who we are as people. We just got like in depth, like. And who we are as a friendship. And, and I hope you guys can appreciate this dynamic we have during the podcast, because this is literally who we are in yeah. real life. And we tease, like, we tease about interrupting back, but we do this all the time. But we think it's funny. It's not like we're, it's not a passive-aggressive, like, hint. Like, we just think it's hilarious. Sometimes, I do. Sometimes really, I get a sometimes. little bit. <laughs> really? Are you I'm joking? Like, now I lost my thought. Oh, that, Way yeah. to go. Way to go. I lost my thought. You Thanks. know what it is? That it was a lie. Isn't that what you used to say to <laughs> me, your grandma? <laughs> so, so for, uh, for those of you that know me, I think I might have said this to you at some point in our friendship during our life. But my grandma used to say that because, I mean, she's still alive and I'm sure she still says that. But when I would talk to my grandma and I suddenly forget, she'd be like, that's because it was a lie. That's why you cannot remember what you were saying. You were lying just now. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And I should crack up. So I don't know if she was being real 
or no, if she or, or if it was like a joke or like a it's a legit expression like other people have, have heard say this and if that's oh, the it's because it was a lie yeah lie apparently lie. i lie all the time because <laughs> i forget all the time <laughs> i really don't lie guys <laughs> but anyways okay. going back to the listening um take a pause before you flip off on them if you just like can't handle it you know um there's a a psychologist that wrote don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff uh i liked the title of the book hence why i felt the need to read it but richard carlson said it's called breathe before you speak (gasps) that's right god give me strength and then (laughs) just like that um it doesn't have to be an enormous, loud, obvious breath that screams, I'm trying a new technique. Like, you don't have to, because <gasps> then that just, you're, you're asking for a fight. Don't do that, please, for the life of God. Just, just for the love of God. Why do I keep saying life of God? For the love of God, don't do that. Just a normal inhale and exhale. Um, it can feel awkward at first, especially for people who aren't comfortable with the silence. Um, in that case, you can ease into it with just an inhale. So, you know, and why does it work? Why does this breathing thing work? I promise you guys it works. Have where I remember I mentioned earlier, I worked in school for 10 years. So I'm not a mom, but I have been with kids. Um, the breathing thing works so much. Let me tell you, many times I felt like smacking someone. <laughs> you can't smack them at school. This is not 1953. Or so, in real life, they're not your children. Don't be smacking people in the streets. I can't smack children that aren't mine. So exactly. <laughs> can you imagine? Well, bam! <laughs> Shut up, Charlie! <laughs> uh, but um, the breathing thing really does help. And um, sometimes kids also just don't communicate. They don't know how to express themselves well. People sometimes, there's a lot of miscommunication. It's insane. The older you get, the more you realize, my God, the miscommunication thing is an, an issue. Um so the the breathing thing it works because it stops you from accidentally interrupting whoever's speaking the slight pause is a natural cue that they can comfortably continue what they're saying in a way it allows them to relax without the pressure of trying to get a word in they feel more compelled to share their thoughts second reason is the pause gives you a chance to reconsider your own response remember think before you speak it's actually kind of true so who knows you might even decide to say nothing at all so I guess follow up Mafia's example. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just just take a breather. Just just let them get their emotions out. I, I think you'll it, it's just easier to let them get it all out before you say anything. Just gives them a chance to actually explain themselves. And you know what? You may realize that you are actually in the wrong and, and you realize how much you've hurt the person or how much you upset them and you're like, man. Okay, that mm-hmm. was love. So mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a good technique to do, what the doctor said. So number eight, or, or last one, is uh, use I statements when disagreements arise. And even if you have the strongest relationship with your mom, you know, always disagreements, they will always happen. It's just, it's just what happens in life for all different people. But instead of blaming you did this, you do that, using I statements, it's going to be a lot better. So um, Heather Monroe, a licensed clinical social worker and senior clinician at Newport Institute, she suggests that rather than telling your mom, you're thinking about this all wrong, turn the focus onto yourself by saying like, I believe blank, and I think blank, to diffuse detention. So I think that's just very important. Um, so just remember also that when an argument happens, uh, it's very unlikely that any good will come from involving a third party. Like mm-hmm. if you're like, I need that here. I need my brother. I need my boyfriend. I need my husband. Well, yes, things are like that bad and it involves them. That's different. But dragging somebody else into the disagreement is just not going to make things any better no it can make it more awkward and weird and then that person one person might feel attacked by their loved one just don't do it that's right yeah. don't do that don't do that just yeah just it's just best to use uh, i statements and just have the one-on-one conversation the the one-on-one 
uh, relationship. I think it's just it's just uh, better. Yeah, and and you have to understand um, if your relationship is beyond repair or not, because these are just like basic tips. We're also not therapists. Um, we'll like link this link below uh, purewow.com. Um, it talks about how to see if when you're starting to tread on the toxic territory. Um, there is a, a doctor, Abigail Brenner, that says toxic people are draining encounters, leave you emotionally wiped out. Time with them is about taking care of their business, which will leave you feeling frustrated and unfulfilled, if not angry. Don't allow yourself to become depleted as a result of giving and giving and getting nothing in return. So if it sounds familiar, it, there's it's a little bit deeper than just what we've been touching on. Um, this stuff, we're going to link it down below because like I we've mentioned earlier, we're not therapists. We don't feel like we should be treading on this. Um, and like, you know, times are really hard right now. So it's nice to not <laughs> sometimes yeah. talk about such heavy things and, you know, right. want to keep things a little bit light. Um, if this is something you guys want us to explore the research of something specific, we're happy to do that in another podcast and another episode, just not this one. But um, we will definitely leave the, what is it, how many is it? Nine signs to look into to see if it's something toxic or not, if you need um, something more like therapy um, exactly. or extra and, help. And like you said, we we don't want to focus on the negative, right? We're, we're trying to give uh, good positive tips on, on how to better your relationship with your mom. But if you do um, have bigger issues if you're struggling that much and if you think that your relationship could could be a little bit uh, in danger per se then you can go ahead and read the article the the ending point yeah. towards the end of the article that way you can kind of um, figure out if that is your situation and if you just uh, need more um more help like Mela said earlier sometimes going to counseling together or, or a little therapy could help out if, if that is the case but yeah just remember I mean our moms gave us life they are the reason why we are here it's just so important to love them to respect them and to give them the place they deserve you know respect the role that they have and appreciate all the good things they've done for us mm-hmm. and moms remember to respect the daughters that you have as their own independent people respect them, love them, support them, just keep things balanced and healthy. Um, we will, the the article that we were discussing is purewow.com. That's the one that'll, we'll leave with the tips um, for everyone to take a gander if they feel the need to look into it. Just remember that no matter what the case is, we will always love our moms because that kind of love is unconditional. That is it for our podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. We sincerely hope you liked it. We would love to know what you thought about our episode, so feel free to please leave a comment. Feel free to let us know what topics you would like for us to discuss in the future. Please subscribe, give us a like, a follow, and or a star rating, please. That will help us a lot. If you want to hear more episodes like this one, please follow us on every social media platform at Chari Amigas. Thank you so much for listening, Cheekies. We will be back every Tuesday with a tea. Bye! Bye.